Welcome to the Digital Ninjas Podcast. In this episode, we are joined by Danelle Hall, a certified product owner and data practitioner, sharing experiences and ways to finding your voice and voicing the needs of others on the digital journey. Enjoy the episode. In nature, I am fascinated by listening and voicing my oohs and ahs when describing its magnificence. Giraffes who are majestically present in nature, I thought were completely silent as early biologists did. They are even found to have a voice in things like snorts, grunts, and flute-like sounds. For those that hike through bear country, you may have been told to voice up, walk and speak loudly, as your voice will inform bears to your presence. For me, I collaborate with nature, but it is okay that I never see a bear. Now, let's bring this to today. Having voices on the digital journey is not always easy for yourself and teams to voice up what they need. It could take time to develop. When it comes to collaborating with teams, it is not okay if a business person never sees a person in technology. There is no perfect team or project, and aligning business needs to IT capabilities for data requires folks to speak up, each to have their own voice, and empowering the voices of others to be part of this journey is just as important. Today, we bring on a real down-to-earth data practitioner who is in the day-to-day of data and is passionate about helping others. What fun would your journey be if you did not get to know the people you are on the journey with? Corinne, get us started. Who's on the podcast today? Today, we have Danelle joining us. And how we came to meet Danelle is that she has connections with Andrew Blake, one of our colleagues here at OBV. Danelle, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. I'm going to kick us off with our first question. I'm curious to know throughout your career path, how did you find your own voice? And if where you have found that you have found your voice in leading this project? Sure. And thanks, you guys. I'm very excited to do this. Yeah. So I have been in technology and data and various finance roles for a long time now. And I think in general, I've always known it's important to have a voice, but it's very intimidating, especially in a technology world to have a voice. I love Leah, how you started that it's so important for business to speak to technology. And I think that it doesn't happen often enough, but a lot of times work is done without the real understanding of why we're doing it or how it's important for business. So I love that you started by that. I'll just say that it's extremely important and extremely important for the role that I carry now. But I will take it back to the beginning of getting into the industry where it was very intimidating to use your voice and I wasn't sure what questions to ask, what questions made sense, how I should use my voice as not only a woman but a newbie in the business. And I had a lot of people around me that I heard using their voice, that I heard asking questions, And that really reinforced me to continue to use my voice and use it in a powerful way. So I think as I've gone through my career, I have figured out what feels comfortable to me trying to research things ahead of time and then use my voice to either empower others, ask questions, 
figure out why work is being done. And I have really found that when you use your voice, there's typically a whole host of other people in the room or on the meeting that wanted to ask the same question as well and are thankful that you've done that. And I think my voice has changed over the years as well, depending on the role. I would say coming to Lending Tree, I remember in my interview saying that one of my strengths is not being scared to use my voice. And that is what my manager liked the most, he told me after the interview. And so I really embraced that and I have found it very powerful in projects that I'm working on now to just either ask simple questions, ask big questions, or just feel comfortable with who you are and what you what you're looking for, what you need, and what others need as well, so that you're working to the best of your ability. So I, a follow-on question though is that in your current role as a product owner, how do you use your strength? of using your voice. Is there a, you know, without going into the details or anything proprietary, could you share a little bit about your experience with a current project? Yeah, absolutely. So the current project I work on is somewhat of a data data overhaul, so consolidating data from different systems into one eco, holistic ecosystem and then making sure that lending tree as a whole is working at its most modern and optimized way through data and technology. And I think, listen, especially in this business, tools, technology is constantly changing, constantly evolving. So you're never going to have all the answers. You're never going to have all of the in-depth knowledge from the switch to on-prem to cloud and just the various ways to do ETL or the various tools that there are for data cataloging or lineage or so I know going into this role that I'm not going to have all the answers. I went into a new role in a new space that I certainly wasn't very comfortable with. And I wasn't afraid in the interview to use my voice to say it's going to require some training on my behalf because I don't have all of the answers. But it's very important with the constant evolution that you know that there is a strength to asking questions and understanding. And specifically with the role I have now, I'm very business focus. We do a lot with customer data. Um, so I work very hand in hand with business partners such as marketing or home or I mean all lines of business. I really we really service all enterprise. So using your voice to ask the right questions for what the business needs because it really depends. The data is different, the tools are different and how people need to consume data is very different based on what they're trying to do but also asking, why are you doing this? But we have a lot of times at Lendry, um, we're a very creative entrepreneurial based company that allows employees to really use their voice. But a lot of times making sure that we're understanding what specifically are you trying to gain out of this? I love that as a means of, a means of capturing the backlog, if you will, modularity. We're, we're gonna see in a future podcast on the disposability of data and data tools. We're going to see that. It's kind of the new way, fast fashion. Check that podcast episode out anywhere you get your podcast app. And also to help with the prioritization of it, the modularity of it. And also if the question comes up in a post audit, it's, oh, that, that did come up and, and it's slated here. It's raising that awareness and having the structure in place that starts with questions and goes from there. I think that's brilliant. 
I'm going to go back to a point that you you spoke earlier about what I think most of our listeners would benefit from and maybe hearing from you on um, some of your recommendations for personal development or growth for those that might be too shy to maybe speak up or consider themselves introverted. Do you have any um, suggestions or recommendations of how one of our listeners might grow into using their voice? Yeah. So when I first started, I was 21, I believe, not to age myself now, but I was, I was young and I was very green. I came from a very different background. My education isn't something very different. Um, And I sort of just landed in a technology field. And I remember sitting in meetings and listen, I have felt like Big Bird in the meeting room or on the call where I am just sitting there like bouncing my head around on Sesame Street, not one clue of any of the words that are being said or what they mean. I definitely felt that way in the beginning of my career. But again, with the changing technology, I think it happens. We're never going to know everything. So my mindset, I will first say, I think there's a few pieces to it. My mindset, first of all, is knowledge is power. I will call myself out that I'm a bit of a nerd and I love to learn. I don't think I'll ever change that. I've been that way my whole life. Um, And it's funny you talk about extrovert, introvert. I'm an introvert in my daily life, very much so, but I'm more extroverted at work. But I started with knowledge is power and I still use it today. So if I didn't understand anything, I went on the internet and I searched or I read books and I tried to learn everything I could about the topic before I went and asked questions. Now, if I had a question right then and there, I asked my question, but I tried to learn and I try to stay ahead of the game. I try to look at what other teams are doing around me or other technologies that are coming out. And I try to learn, I listen, I read, I do whatever I can to learn about that because I think if you have knowledge, you're naturally gonna feel more confident to at least ask follow-up questions and have a better understanding, ask for a deep dive, ask for why is, why did this come out? Why are we using this? What is this for? Or could you, the amount of times I've asked, can you give me a walkthrough of how you do something so I can see how it's done, even if I'm not in the day-to-day development, just because I think having the knowledge, having that basic understanding is so powerful and that will never change. But on top of that, I also had women around me. I was very fortunate in all of my roles to have have a handful of strong women around me that I also tried to emulate. And so I think using your voice, especially as a woman, when it's when you want to use it, when you need to use it, and gaining that respect, I think it's harder as a woman to gain respect, especially in these fields. So doing your prior knowledge and then using your voice and not being afraid with the women I saw around me being very strong so that that was always out there. I think another thing is about feeling self-conscious or not wanting people around you to think things or judge is so real in today's world. I think it's real for men and women, but I think I talk to my daughter a lot about this. Um, It's always going to be there. We're never going to have 100% confidence, but if we can believe in ourselves and use our voice to, to gain knowledge or to help others or to learn for ourselves, 
it's just so important because everyone has felt that way. There's no such thing as a stupid question. And I think I really just genuinely try to remind myself that, hey, figure out what you can on your own. If you can't figure it out, ask the questions because other people are probably thinking the same thing. And if they're not thinking the same thing and you are the lone person that everyone's looking at thinking, why did they ask that? Who cares? At least now you know the answer that you didn't know the answer to. When you're, when, I guess it's not an old saying, but when you're a kid and you're in school, you wish you would have asked all of these things or done all of these things or looked into them. And then as you continue to mature and grow, knowing that if somebody's judging you because you're asking a question or trying to learn, then that's on them and not you. And just being really strong in yourself and believing in yourself and having that confidence to not be afraid to do the work behind the scenes on your own, but then use your voice for power and you may not know who's even looking at you as a guide. I'm not sure that those women knew. I certainly wish I would have made it more obvious, but somebody might be looking to you as their guide of how to ask questions, how to act in a room when you're not confident or how to be really confident and a leader. And you never know who's watching that and who's trying to gain knowledge. So just carrying yourself as if you're guiding others as well and doing what you will feel best as when you lay your head in bed at night. I can totally relate to what you said about what you like to inspire and teach your own daughter. There is this book that I found called Raise Your Hand by Alice Paul Tapper. And I bought this and shared this with my five-year-old. And it is all about the encouragement of speaking up. And the book is uh, insightful because this author is a child. She's in school and she's she's intimidated to raise her hand and answer questions at school because she she doesn't want to get the answer wrong. But she noticed in the classroom that it was mostly the boys shot their hands up. And so she started a program called Raise Your Hand through um, like a Girl Scouts type of initiative to, to gain a patch that says, you know, I'm going to raise my hand even if I don't know the answer is correct or even if, you know, I'm going to participate and just shoot my hand up there and and let my voice be heard and and not be afraid of that judgment. So as as a mother, I totally can relate to what you said. And uh, another tidbit that I'd like to just share with you and our listeners is is you're right. Uh, I don't think that the mentors in my life that knew that they were mentors for me. I don't think I vocalized to them how much I'm learning from them just by observing them. And 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 one of the things that I took uh, that maybe our listeners could, could also benefit from is the observation that when she spoke in a meeting and she had to deliver something that was a little aggressive or forceful, she used laughter in her voice to lighten it up so that it could land better and be more received. So when it comes to preparing, um, it turns out that speaking abilities and whatnot, um, uh, even for meetings, like when I go into presentations, I, I do dry runs all the time. Like I make sure my, my I, most of my stuff is remote um, and has been for, for a long time. So I will have the everything down to how I move my mouse in a presentation where I, uh, when I move slides, doing, uh, doing um, scripts, I'm a, I'm a big script fan, uh, accordingly. Uh, so that kind of rehearsing and training and listening to TED Talks of different women presenting different men on topics, what I love what Danelle said was you do your homework. You, you come, you treat 
your business with respect by becoming prepared. You do it for you, you do it for them. In some cases, Outlook now has the 25-minute meeting, and there are some companies out there that have policies of, you are only get my business partner for 25 minutes, and you have to show results from that 25-minute meeting. So what are you going to be doing in that 25 minutes if that's all you get monthly, weekly, quarterly? So listeners, I hope you go back, go play that Danelle comment again, go back, rewind, go hit that again, prepare. And of course, to prepare your children, whether they are girls or boys, communication is, yes, there is some innate communication that we have. Okay. This is not a science podcast, but that learned behavior, humor, learned behavior, smiling, learned behavior. Okay. So my gosh, I love this whole, we're hitting all the good topics. So earlier when we were talking about structure, doing homework, finding out the answers to the questions that you have, doing research, finding structure. I wanted to marry that up with this organization called Toastmasters. If anybody has ever heard of it or not, or, and encourage our listeners that Being part of the Toastmasters organization or club, if you will, it will teach you how to structure public speaking, whether it's doing a presentation like you mentioned, Leah, you do a lot of homework, you do a lot of script writing, you do a lot of preparation, even down to the mouse movement. Toastmasters will similarly help those learn those techniques and tools so that practice, practice, practice until you feel comfortable. And uh, I, I was part of Toastmasters in my prior experience. It's a great organization. It's fun. It's engaging. It's non-threatening. So I definitely recommend that to our listeners. Very cool. Speaking of topics, uh, let's move on to our next question. Danelle, when it comes to empowering voices for others and broadening the inclusion in the workplace, you've had some opportunities to work with different organizations. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, My passion in life is not data and technology, although I do love it. It powers our world and I'm very um, excited about it and I know that it will only continue to grow. But my true passion in life is empowering those around us and in particular empowering those with um, people with developmental disabilities it's actually what I did go to school for it is what makes me happy but I think it it makes me happy because again listen at all every single person at some point in their life has felt nervous or scared or like the little man in the room we have all felt that way and if anyone says they haven't I would say that they are lying so I set out in college I have my master's degree in nonprofit administration and public administration and through that time I interned at the Arc of North Carolina I will say under a very powerful woman who I took a lot from and is has continued to move her career forward as a mom as well but I, I worked with them and I just learned the basics of policy. I learned the basics of grant writing. I learned the basics of what goes into an organization to empower others. And we were also hand in hand daily with um, the people that we were servicing, that we were trying to provide services for 
and how difficult it was in their life for their to, them to use their voice to just receive what they needed. And that really um, watching people all come together for a greater good of people finding their voice and using their abilities. Everyone has special abilities to empower them, continue to propel me. So when I went to get my master's, I did a fellowship at the Goodwill of Southern Piedmont. And my job there was a task to work literally day and day with, they ran a, um, a day program for adults with disabilities. And I helped create a vocational training program. So we worked to, um, with outside business partners to come in to do training, to do videos, to do hands-on, get move them out into the business world and do hands-on training with them in all different fields, whatever their ability was. Like we just took, what are you guys interested in? Now let's learn and do that. So we went from art to technology to automotive, all different fields, not putting them in a box, but empowering them to use their voice of what was important to them, what they liked, and creating this vocational training program to train them, again, giving them the knowledge to use their voice, to use their powers for good. And it's just so important. You can see confidence flourish. And honestly, again, when we look at not telling people what they did, I know that we helped all of those people, all of those adults in that group, their confidence flourished. They went out and had jobs and something they were interested in doing. They helped pay for their services. They helped their family, whatever it was. They felt confident that they were earning an income with something that was natural to them, but they also worked very hard for it. And through watching that, they helped me a gazillion times more than I could ever help them. Janelle, that was absolutely amazing. I'm so glad you shared this, Janelle, uh, for Pathways into IT and the Digital Journey. I spoke with Mike of DisabledPerson.com, and this is a family-run nonprofit that partners with state agencies and employers to empower disabled persons toward vocational pathways and rehabilitation training to get into IT and work with IT companies. Uh, the organization started 21 years ago, and he spoke of uh, just the vastness of um, expansion in the definition of disabled and the proactive outreach of companies to align with his organization and making sure that their jobs in the IT space are accessible to people with disabilities, that there are vocational rehabilitation programs to align to the work. And really just, it was a pleasure to speak with him um, and learn a little bit more about uh, the enforcement of laws that have to do with federal contractors. I thought that was pretty interesting um, to learn more about his organization. I'll put a link um, into the show notes, the Linkapalooza spot uh, for the companies that are mentioned here on this podcast, uh, Arc of NC and of course, Goodwill Industries of the Southern Piedmont and uh, disabledpersons.com. And then for North Carolina specifically, I, as someone uh, who is uh, hearing impaired, uh, did work with the services of NC Works to procure employment, and they have an extensive uh, team of support and alignment to ensuring, again, accessibility of resources and uh, company outreach. And it's pretty, pretty impressive uh, what I've seen kind of develop over the last few years um, in that space. So thank you so much, Danielle, for sharing that, because you are right. To contribute in our own lives is a blessing. To contribute to the future, also a blessing. To bring along and empower those in your community, 
and those in the disabled community or veteran populations is also important and inspiring. So thank you, Danelle, for sharing your experience. Okay, thank you, Danelle. Thanks for joining us today. Where can our listeners find you on the socials? Sure, I have a LinkedIn profile. Um, I believe it says Danelle Omenhall, but the profile is Danelle-Hall. My name is a little bit difficult, D-E-N-E-L-L-E. My last name is Hall, H-A-L-L. That is where you can find me. Um, Excellent. Enlightening and empowering. Today on The Digital Journey, ESG's S for Social and Inclusivicity. Finding your own voice to be included in the data conversation is important for stepping up for yourself and the data needs of those you represent. We shared today that vocational training for those with disabilities are one of the keys to ensuring every member of the community is connected, and it truly warms my heart that the digital journey is accessible to more women as we are advocating for ourselves and advocates are out there to ensure that more people with disabilities find IT resources to help them join us on the digital journey. And how important contribution is to healthy individuals, teams, and communities. All right, podcast listeners, let us know what you think. And to submit a question or a guest name for a future episode, get in touch at openingbellventures.com or email us directly here at digitalninjas at openingbellventures.com. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to this podcast, repost and like this episode. As always, we appreciate you every day of the week. See you on the next episode. Okay, bye. Bye, thank you guys.